Which police radio? It's episode number 97, and this week we're joined by uh, UMFM's Michael Elves. Yeah, he's going to talk about his shows on there, also being a program director. And about the pledge drive, and uh, just, you know, we get into a lot of discussion about community radio and why it's awesome. Our randomly generated theme word is khaki for this week. Yeah, and if you want to hear more episodes of our show, you can go to wishpolice.com, uh, download or stream all of the previous 96 episodes. We're also on UMFM every Monday night at 11 p.m. Enjoy the show. Bye. It's Witch Police Radio. Yeah, we're back here again, and uh, this is actually the first one in a while, which has just been a three-person show, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, last few weeks, you may have heard uh, large groups of guests. Um, all on, talking over each other. All talking over each other, and now there'll just be uh, two Three of us, us and one guest over talking over each other. Each other. So. so, I'm your regular host, John. Right, I'm your regular host, Sam. And we're with Michael... Elves. Of... UMFM. That's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the station like a, that uh, broadcasts this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nardwar kind of thing. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? <laughs> no, but this is good because, um, I mean, I think that this show, people listen to it in a podcast form, but it's also broadcast on UMFM on uh, Monday nights at 11 o'clock. And um, I don't think there's a lot of crossover, kind of. I mean, we... It's cool the station plays our show, but I don't think there's, you know, I mean, I think that primarily people listen to this as a podcast, so it's it's interesting to have, have you on and talk about the station and stuff, because it is a big part of how the show gets out there. But, mm. uh, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know how, mu- how many people listening to the podcast version also listen to the radio or vice versa, so, you know, glad, glad to have you, obviously. And, yeah, uh, no, I'm happy to be here, and, uh, I mean, obviously happy to have the show on on air at yeah, the station. Yeah, it's, it's cool, it's cool to listen to. It's like, I mean, often after we record them... Um, I'll, we happen to record them on Mondays quite frequently, and I like to just turn on and listen. It's like, oh, hey, there's an old episode. Uh, so it's it's it almost adds like legitimacy to what we're doing is that it's actually on on a real radio station. Uh, so it's, it's it's cool. It's a good it's a it worked well for us. I think. And I would imagine it's kind of interesting being kind of out of sync. Yeah. With what you're what working a, yeah, on. Yeah. Ways out of sync. Yeah. Right. That it's like this weird sort of like time machine. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it remind kind of reminds of old episodes, and it gives us an opportunity too to kind of re promote an older episode, uh, you know, on social media and stuff. If it's something that maybe didn't get heard, you know, for whatever reason the first time, it's like, hey, in case you guys missed this four months ago or whatever it was, back. here it is again, this band that you may have forgotten about, and, and that band might have something new happening too, so it's... Mm-hmm. That's true. It yeah. works well. But uh, you were kind of on the show before. Yeah, I mean, we did the Pledge Drive show uh, last last October, actually. Yeah. We're like, yeah. kind of staring down ago. the yeah. face yeah. of it. Uh, so you guys came in and did it, did it live at the station, and yeah. I mean, obviously that's the... The rare exception for, yeah, for which police. Hopefully, be the annual thing that we that we do with the you know. But obviously, a different vibe when you're yeah doing it in the studio and and also kind of having to shill for the station. Yeah, which I mean, we're happy to do obviously. Oh yeah, no, and so I mean it, it, it changes the dynamic I of the show for I, sure. Yeah, it's different for everyone's show during yeah. during that one week in terms of like kind of having to cut in with what you normally do and remind people about like pledge incentive levels and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of neat. I think for you guys to kind of come in and do like a live radio thing rather than just kind of send us the file to air. Yeah, yeah, it it is, it was, yeah. I mean, we had no, have no idea what we're doing, but it's nice <laughs> to actually be in a in studio. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, it definitely. Yeah. It, I think it changes the whole because right now we're in a basement. You know, uh, it's Absolutely. like a jam space. It's a different, different tone of of the show, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but we still play music on the show, and yeah. we have a randomly gen- generated theme word. And this week the theme is khaki, khaki, which is. 
you know, a little bit more unusual than some of the... I was going to say, like, <laughs> of, of all the obscure ones yeah. I could have gotten when you emailed you me and khaki, said yeah. khaki, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, but, but like everything else on the show, it's we kind of leave it open. It's to, a jumping off point, Yeah, know. It's, it's yeah. right, yeah. You leave it open any kind of way you can make a connection. And, uh, I mean, often words like khaki, I mean, I'm not like khaki, but kind of more weird, obscure words can result in better shows because... There's just not, not there's obvious. not a straight line yeah. in how to get. No, the songs. right. Like if it had been gun violence, I was like, boom, <laughs> I've got like yeah, you, you have know, a whole yeah, yeah. songs, yeah. right? But yeah. then khaki, it's like, oh man, I have to really think about like what that makes me think of. For sure. Yeah. Well, why don't you start us off? What uh, take us in a, a khaki direction? Well, yeah. Direction. The, the khaki, like when I read it, I was like, okay, there's like kind of two ways to go with it. Um, and weirdly enough, the first thing I thought of was Jim Harbaugh, okay. the coach for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Who. Uh, <laughs> Is, is kind of famous for always wearing these, like, pleated dockers, these khakis, right? It's and, pretty and good like, you know, the, I think he just buys them at Walmart or Kmart or whatever yeah. the, the equivalent is. And just, like, the the notion of, like, he sort of, like, dresses like a dad, right? right. Like he's got his, his golf shirt tucked in. And right, like, jeans, pants over the belly kind of pants, thing. Pants, yeah, yeah, above, above yeah. like, the navel kind of yeah. thing, belt belted and everything. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that really makes me think of, like, dad rock. Yep. Um, and you know, the, the other khaki vein that I could have gone down, uh, was like thinking of like the military, right? For like sure, dressed yeah. in khakis yeah. and thinking about like war songs. Yeah. But I just, the, the dad rock thing kind of spoke to me. And I mean, uh, we were, I think maybe Friday, you guys got me the, the, the list of what we were going to do. And we were heading into the weekend and I was like setting my lineup for fantasy football. So I had oh, yeah. like football on the brain. So like, I think that's why Jim the Harbaugh coach, was yeah, like top of mind. Yeah. So this is my like tribute to Jim Harbaugh Dad Rock show. Cool. So what's what's what song are you going with? Well, I decided to do two Dad Rock songs. One is like legitimately my dad's rock. Okay. And then one is like a contemporary song that's been labeled Dad Rock and now that I'm a dad it's essentially like Cool. quote unquote my rock. Okay, we'll pick one of them now and we'll go we'll get back to you with, okay. the, with the second one. So. Um so a- as a kid, you probably go through your parents' record collection, yeah, yeah, right? Sure, and you yeah. start rooting around. And my dad was never home. He worked all the time. So I heard my mom's music at home. So ABBA and Animus Curry and stuff like yeah, that yeah. I got really exposed to. But I never, like, really knew my dad as a music lover. Yeah. And, and until I started kind of rooting through his records. And I found, like, his Led Zeppelin. Awesome. And when you listen to kind of, like, bubblegum pop and, like, folky music, and then you, like, put on your dad's, like, copy of Immigrant Song. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. like, scares the shit out of yeah. you. It's, like, yeah. that whale of the my movie. dad yeah, yeah. is, like, some sort of, yeah. like, s- secret Viking, right? Like, sure, he, like, yeah, you know, yeah. rages in, in the middle of the night when I'm asleep or yeah, something. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and so that was just, like, a real eye-opener for me that my dad had this, like, history before I was born. Yeah. Like, what? Because you never think about that when you're a kid, especially, right? Like yeah, parents, like, you yeah. know, my mom, she's allergic to alcohol. So yeah. my dad gave up drinking when they got together. And, like, you know, he was, by all accounts, a bit of a partier, uh, you know, when he was, like, a younger dude yeah. and listening to Zeppelin and stuff. And then, boom, you know, stopped drinking and yeah. started dancing to ABBA, I guess. And then you find the Zeppelin record. And then record. I find the Zeppelin yeah. record and, and, you know, go down this wormhole of uh, cool rock music. So uh, I was going to play When the Levee Breaks. Awesome. From uh, Led Zeppelin 4. The best drum... Oh, man. Drum, tr- drumming ever. Like, it's just so heavy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, like, weirdly kind of on my brain recently because the uh, Gone Girl starring Ben Affleck, he had, of course, done Argo, which I think yeah, has, like, yeah. one of the best, like, music cues ever when they play When the Levee yeah, Breaks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, yeah, I remember that, yeah. In the, in the uh, uh, Canadian Ambassador's Home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. Awesome. Yeah, let's definitely love Zeppelin. We've talked about this before. I love Zeppelin. 
and I think uh, yeah, I'm always always good to listen. So for sure, check it out.
Back on Witch Police Radio. Yeah, it was when the levee breaks. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love that song. It's, uh, it's, I, I actually, I don't know when you guys first heard that, but I, I first heard it through the Beastie Boys. Because they, oh, yeah. they sampled that drums like the, on the first track of the first album. And I didn't know what it was, but that was the first time I heard the drums, and I loved the drums. And then, like, years later, I kind of realized that's what it was from, and then I, when I was getting into the Zeppelin. But, yeah. Is that on which Beastie Boys record? On uh, License to Ill. On License to Ill. Yes, the first track, yeah. It's the first thing you hear on their record is that just that drum intro. Right. They just looped that. I'm trying it's to think. So that was what, like '88? Yeah, '88 or '89 or something. '87 maybe. I don't know. '87, I think actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have heard the, the Zeppelin first, just because yeah. I would have found my dad's record by then. Right, I right. was about like ten. Yeah. When I when I came across the record, but. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. The drums are like my favorite thing about Zeppelin. Like I mean, I, I have a lot of favorite things about Zeppelin, but yeah. The drums well, for I mean, sure. I love how he hits like so unnecessarily hard. Sometimes even the slow songs, he's just like pounding the shit out of the drums. Oh yeah, it's awesome. They're yeah. like thunderous. Yeah, like, for sure, it's, for it's, sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, nobody also, else hits that hard. Listening to that one, it was like man, harmonica and rock. You just like yeah, it doesn't. It other than like blues traveler, which you know obviously <laughs> has become a joke in and of yeah, itself. Yeah. Uh, you you just don't hear it, but it can like work really well. Especially well. with the effects on it and stuff too. It was really cool. Yeah, right? like it's. It's kind of like sounds like a rock instrument for sure. Right? Well, apparently this song was recorded like at a faster speed, and they slowed it down the whole thing to give it like a sludgier kind of hmm. effect, which is cool. So oh man, and they apparently couldn't play it live very often either because like because they couldn't play that slow. They couldn't play that slow, yeah. And like and a lot of it was done in the studio too, with, like the effects on the harmonica and stuff. Like I mean, if they were playing it faster with a straight up, so did the band record it and slow it down, and then he sang over, over top of it. I think so, yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say, I mean, how yeah, his the vocals obviously would be pitched. Yeah, down, yeah, right? yeah. He must sang over top of it, yeah. But apparently they had trouble playing it. Live and then we did it like five times ever or something because, yeah, the the effects on the on the vocals on the on the drums had all the echo and stuff too and then the now I'm the, totally gonna go down a YouTube hole trying to find a live version. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to hear it. Oh, I, they did it at, when they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Neil Young was on stage with them and there's a video of that on YouTube. Okay. And he's just doing his typical like you know I'm gonna do crazy solos for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome like <laughs> you know with them which is really cool. So right. But yeah, I don't think I've seen a live like in the back in the back day in the version. Day yeah, version, so. yeah. But I like I like the connection to the khaki theme for sure. Yeah, dad rock. Yeah, it, it is a weird thing. Like Sam, you listen to music around your kids all the time, so all the time, yeah. It wouldn't be that surprising. Although I guess if your kids like saw a video of you when you played like live in a band, like our band, for instance, yeah. they'd be like, "Who is this person?" Well, I'm kind person? of. I'm gonna look, I think what'll happen is when they're 14 or so, they're gonna like see these videos and they'll be horribly embarrassed. And then when they're 18 or 19, they're gonna be like, "This was really cool." <laughs> Dad was or a little, weird. yeah, maybe. Or, or whatever, yeah. I think it'll. 20, 21. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, they like whatever. Like any records I have, they like. Then they dance to or whatever. But you know, when they're older, it might be kind of. So how old are your kids? I have a one-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay. So. Yeah, five-year-old actually knows how to use a record player already. She knows how to use the 45 adapters and everything, and she puts music on all the time. But. Right on. Which is cool, but yeah. I suppose my five-year-old knows how to do that, but I won't let him. Well, I, I won't <laughs> let her either, but I've kind of caught her listening to music. I'm like, how did you do... Oh, hey, you put the adapter. Like, it's... Yeah. You're kind of in trouble, It's funny, because, like, same, most, yeah. most parents have to, like, lock up the liquor cabinet. You're going to have to lock up your record, record yeah, shelves. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when I caught her doing it, I was, like, I was kind of mad, but also super impressed at the right. same time. It's like, you're sitting here listening to a record. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I <laughs> But then the other hand, it's like, but... But, but be careful with stuff. my <laughs> records. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're here with as well as being a station manager, do you have a show on UMFM? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. Um, I do. Uh, the, the one that I've been doing the longest is, thank God, it's free range. Uh, so every... Yeah, that's been a long time you've been doing the show, right? Every weekday from 6.30 to 8 is what's called free range radio. And it started with the station, like, in 98. And the idea, I think, was, like, sort of like a variety show, news, 
shows, events, some live stuff. <clears throat> and then there's different hosts for each of the weekdays, so the flavor of the the show kind of depends on like the the tastes of the the particular hosts. So like yeah. Steel Belted Free Range on Thursdays, Jeff Robson, so it's like really roots and, mm -hmm. and, and sort of singer songwriter oriented. I've tried to keep mine kind of as like expansive as, as possible. I mean, my own personal tastes are pretty expansive. Yeah. So, I mean, generally, if I like it, that's usually the kind of like the only bar it has to pass to kind of be on on the show. Uh, so I've been doing that like eight, eight going on nine years. Mm. Um, and then kind of branching out of that, I, uh, I, I frequently do interviews with authors cause I really like to read and I usually like take like 20 to 25 minutes to really talk in depth with them mm -hmm. about their like latest book. So I kind of spun that off into its own show called turning pages that airs on Wednesday mornings. And so it's just like an in-depth conversation with a, with a different author. So like for today, for example, I just interviewed Anne-Marie McDonald who, uh, the name sounds very familiar. She wrote a book called Fall on Your Knees. It was like, I think, nominated for the Giller. Okay, maybe that's And this is her first new book in like 11 years. Uh, it's called Adult Onset. So, you know, and I've had like uh, Miriam Taves on like oh, cool. three times. Cool. And Is that pre-recorded or do you actually get them on live? Uh, I get them usually in the studio oh, to sit awesome. down and talk. Uh, a lot of authors, if they're coming through town to do like something at McNally or, reading or, or do yeah, like their Winnipeg yeah. Writers Festival or something. Yeah. Uh, they'll come into the station and, and sit down. I've done a couple where they've only been available by by yeah. phone. Yeah. Uh, that's fine, but I really it's not like the same, right? because I, for me, it's much more of a conversation than an interview. Like, I've you know I read the book and I obviously have some questions about it, yeah. but I don't like sit down and write out questions ahead of time. Yeah, sure. I'm just like, okay, let's let's see where this goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I find that works a lot easier when you're like looking the person Definitely. face to face Definitely. and can kind of pick up on sort of some non-verbal cues about where they kind of yeah. want to go or what they don't want to I go. think that almost is a, something similar happens with this show because often if we're talking to someone from out of town, I mean, most of our, 90% of our guests are in, in, in studio here, in our little studio. Mm -hmm. But um, if we have someone from out of town, we if we can possibly do it, we try to get them on Skype so we can at least have like a face-to-face, -face, even over a computer screen, like at least yeah. we're looking at them or talk to them. I mean, we have done a few where someone can, they, they don't have Skype or they can only use the phone, but, and it's cool, especially because it's someone we want to talk to, but you know, it's, but yeah, it's not it, the same. It it's remarkable same. how much, yeah, being able to see someone yeah, changes just things. things. It affects, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So what, one of the cool things about, I mean, I guess about community radio in general is that you can do a show like that. And yeah. you can talk to people who, and we can talk to bands we like, you can talk to people whose books you've read that you, you have more questions about and just, you know, sit down and, like you're saying, not have anything prepared, just like, you know, conversation. Yeah, time and freedom, I think, are kind of like two of the biggest things, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I do an hour and a half show, and so I kind of divide it into like three half-hour blocks, so it kind of works for me sort of like to plot it out. Yeah. But, I mean, a half hour, like especially for like an interview, most of these authors get like four or five minute kind of like mm -hmm. quick hits for sure, on yeah, like, yeah. you know. Or a couple quotes. Why'd you write short, the book? Yeah. What's it about kind of thing, right? Yeah. And, and that's not what I want to do. I want to kind of like go deep on sort yeah. of like the, the creative process, what the book is about, uh, you know, those kinds of things. And, uh, I mean, the, the questions that I think anyone who like consumes like a piece of art has, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure for you guys, like talking to bands, by band dynamics, right? Or like, you know, what led to the creation yeah. or like, you know, if, if they've never worked with a producer before and then they bring a producer in for this record, like what changed for sure. with that? Mm -hmm. Like how much? Scratching a little beneath, beneath the uh, surface. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah mean, we often ask them about like the work-life balance, like how they get, whether they actually do music as a full-time. That's like a common thing I, that we uh, comes up with local bands because yeah. more, I mean, that's not going to come up in a review of the album or something, right? So No, no, but yeah. I think it's really pertinent to sort of like, 
either the material on the record or yeah. at least sort of like how that band functions. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, and I, I find that fascinating. And, you know, as you guys are, we're our own producers, right, in yeah. terms of the show. So we're only kind of putting things we want to do on air. Uh, you know, we're coming up with the questions or the yeah. material on our own. It's not like, you know, I'm just like some host reading off a list of prepared sure. questions because someone's already like screened. Or playing the songs that you're told to play. Because yeah, yeah. Like it. if I play a song, it's because I legitimately want to yeah, play it sure. and want to hear it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not because it's like on some like set list that I have to do, right? Like the only time that I play something that I didn't necessarily pick is when I interview a band. Yeah. I always, at the end of the interview, give the band member the chance to choose a song. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then just like ask for like a reason or an anecdote. And then sometimes you get some really interesting stories. Yeah, yeah for sure. From, from <laughs> yeah. them for that. So like that's the only time I don't specifically But that's choose. not necessarily going to be a song that someone given them to play there it's they're picking no it they're too, picking so their same. own yeah. thing off the record yeah. yeah yeah cool you know sometimes it's because they've got a new video but sometimes it's because it's like you know they've got some weird story about what happened in the studio or something yeah for mm. sure for sure all right well we've got a khaki theme and sam's gonna yeah um play. i had a couple things that came up uh when i thought of the theme khaki and um both of them came to me actually pretty quickly um so the first thing I'm going to play is a song called Uptown Top Ranking. It's by Althea and Donna from 1977, I think. And it's they were kind of a one-hit wonder. Like, this was their only real... They put out an album, but this thing hit number one in the UK, and it was on the charts for a really long time, and then nothing afterwards. They were 17 years old when they made it. One of them was 18, I think, like schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty common rhythm. Like, it's a, it's a reggae song. And uh, it's the I'm Still In Love With You rhythm, which was an Alton Ellis hit from, like, you know, mm. a decade earlier or whatever. And they just did new vocals over top of it. And it's been covered and then it's been versioned further and more people have done responses to it and all, all this stuff. I mean, it's one of those, it's like one of those songs that's kind of uh, permanently embedded in, in kind of the, the timeline of reggae. And it's, uh, it's weird because it's two girls who are obviously very young singing right on top of each other with the same lyrics, like both singing at the same time. And it's, uh, I've seen a video of them playing it on, uh, on some you know, TV show in the UK and they look really uncomfortable and nervous. Like, they're definitely not kind of seasoned performers, but there's something about it that um, is super catchy and memorable and is a response, their version was a response to a song by Trinity who was a DJ and he had a song called um, Three-Piece three Suit and Ting and so they talk about a khaki suit and ting in the song and it's uh, it's cool. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard it before. I mean, even if even people listening who are like, what is he talking about? They, it'll, you hear the first couple of notes. I was going to say, the Nellis one, I definitely know. Yeah, and this is the same, exact same rhythm. I mean, it's just different vocals on top. And it's it's really like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but it's it's very weird. Like, it is just two teenage girls literally singing the exact same words on top of each other. But it, there's something about it that I get why it became a number one hit, even though it shouldn't. Like, by all means, like it just shouldn't have happened, but it did it and it's kind of indelible now so uh they talk about khaki suits in the song so i figured it'd be a good choice Give me a little bit 
Top ranking by Althea and Donna. Um, John, you probably remember this, but like a, uh, maybe middle of the last decade, I used to uh, we played in a band together, and I used to wear uh, a lot of shirts that I would have just a blank white T-shirt, and I would write like sort of slogans on. And one of the ones I had, I don't think I ever wore it any shows, but it said uh, "Not Pop No Style, that's Strictly Roots." Like in the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, who, no one, who's going to get that reference? Right? Yeah, but I mean, I, I like the shirt. I had one that said, nobody move, nobody get hurt. It was all like old dance hall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just written with a shirt. Actually, that you, you should start a line. I was going to say, someone like, would probably all, buy it now. Yeah, nowadays. You have yeah, so yeah. many good slogans. Yeah, yeah. You could sell that idea to Soul Jazz Records or yeah, something. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool track. But yeah, I mean, that's one of my, uh, it's, not, it's not one of my favorite songs, but it's like, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those touch point kind of songs that, I mean, to me, everyone should have heard it. This is a classic, but I mean, I don't know if that necessarily applies to people who are not as obsessed with reggae as I am. But I, you know, so 
It was a hit. Cool. Um, Michael, I had a question about, uh, you've been a station manager for how long now? Program manager. Well, I'm program, program manager. director. Uh, program director. director, okay. Yeah, Jared's the station yeah. manager. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I should know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I've been program director, this will be nine years in October. So is there so ever... I guess we're pretty much right up on my anniversary. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the big one. Um, do, is there ever like, I, I don't know what you do as a day job, is there ever a, do people want to get into radio other radio stations that uh well i, mean, I would imagine pay more <laughs> yeah well i mean it's volunteer based yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. it definitely yeah, yeah. you know if you get a dollar for your show you're getting yeah. paid more yeah, yeah. um but uh, you're yeah, talking about the freedom right <clears throat> are you asking if people use like the show people as a like, jumping off point yeah uh, or if, yeah if you see people who have established well, something and then Oh, they aspire to... I think yeah. there's certainly people who've come through the door during that time who've, like, wanted to. Um, you know, we're in kind of a tough spot in Winnipeg because, we like, we don't have, like, a J-School kind of thing. Right. So uh, there's kind of limited opportunities to, like, do something in that respect. I mean, there's Creecom at yeah. Red River. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a station anymore, But it's right? not like... No, but they have radio studios. They, they I mean, have studios for, like, uh, for, for learning purposes. I yeah. mean, obviously, they, they lost the license, but, I mean, that was because the CRTC sort of changed rules around, uh, like... But they have an in-house yeah. station. You can, they yeah, and, I mean, they do, like, like, learn programming and stuff, and there's, yeah. like, ABC and, and some other programs. Uh, but kind of, like, the opportunity to kind of get your feet wet and do a bunch of different things, it, it doesn't exist. Because a lot of times it's, like, you're going to be a production person, so you're going to, like push the buttons or yeah. you're going to be yeah. like the on-air talent yeah, right sure. and you got to like choose which path you take at the fork in the road uh whereas our station and cqw they give you the opportunity to mm-hmm. do both right yeah. and sort of figure out what what you like and i mean we've had a few people who've gone to other stations in, in the city or, or elsewhere having kind of like built up a like a highlight reel or you yeah. know sort of some experience um Obviously, the stuff they're doing is not necessarily what they were doing at the station, but they at least kind of, like, got a sense of what they did mm-hmm. want to do. Community yeah. radio has, like, a pretty wide range as far as from pretty amateur to, to, yeah, yeah. to yeah. some serious pros. Some slick, oh, yeah. yeah Slick-sounding stuff. Yeah, no, like, I mean, we've got, like, I mean, because we've got people who are, like, brand new. I mean, at one point, we actually had a, a volunteer who was doing a show who was still in high school. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so like, but usually it's like, you know, first year university. So like 18, 19, yeah, yeah. but then we've got like, you know, veteran programmers who are in their like sixties, right? Mm-hmm. Who right, are like community time, volunteers yeah. who've been doing it like since well, 98 or in some of them, you know, there'd been a previous iteration of UMFM like back oh, in the like seventies. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, some of these people were involved back then. Right. That's cool. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, some of them do like a really pro sounding show uh some of them that's not necessarily the case but i mean a lot of them it's like a learning process right like yeah. you know the, the the really fresh ones it, you know it takes time because you need to kind of get used to being on the microphone and not being nervous about it and for sure you know plotting out your show right like i mean yeah. you don't just kind of come in and grab a bunch Ring of records it. and just <laughs> well i'm sure start. some people do that probably but. i think i think people have this like notion that that's the way it, i don't know if it's like stems from like listening or watching wkrp in cincinnati right, 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 or like right, you know yeah. Having these like grand ideas about you know just like flying by the seat yeah. of your pants like pump up the volume style or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know eventually you learn that you should put you you get out what you put in for sure yeah and and you'll uh, I mean the the level of professionalism as we might say 
it varies from show to show, but I think like the commitment to the like doing a good show is yeah. pretty much uniform. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's the guy who does the, the Celtic show, Lyle and Waxy's Dargle, and it's like, you know, soft spoken and it's like, you know, music of Ireland. Yeah. And then you've got like the, the hype guy who's doing like the underground hip hop and like comes on and like yells over top yeah. of it, like, you know what this is? Yeah, and, for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like Ralph people. I mean, it's totally a different approach, but yeah. it comes from like sort of the same. But that's place. the cool thing about it too is you can turn it on at a different time of the day, and you're going to get one or the other or everything in between. It like, uh, I like. I mean, I have I, on UMFM and CKW. I know certain shows that I will listen to and tune in at the time they're on, but I will also just drive in the car randomly, but I have no clue what it's going to be, and I like that about it because I, you know, if I turn on like a. Not, not to shit on any mainstream radio stations, but, I mean, they have very, very specific formats. You yeah. have an idea of maybe the five bands you're probably going to hear at any given time when you punch the station. Like, Yeah, you know, like, I always kind of, like, every now and then I'll turn on those stations just yeah. to kind of, like, get a sense of, you know, what what, what's happening. But it, I always find it funny when it's, like, you know, we're going to play, like, four songs in a row. Yeah. Right? Like, they're yeah. billing that as, like, something. Yeah, it's like, really? That's, like, a thing you have to promise to people? Yeah, like, to keep uh, them listening, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that, that just seems par for the course for us. Like, you know... <laughs> Why aren't you doing this automatically? Yeah, yeah, yeah like... Yeah. Uh, no one wants to hear you like you know rehash like Real Housewives of Atlanta or something, unless it's like specifically like you're doing a show about like reality yeah, TV or for something. Sure. Yeah, recap show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know that's that's not what I'm interested. in. I'm interested in you know kind of what what it is around the music or around yeah. the topic at hand, right? Mm-hmm. Topic at hand. Khaki. Khaki. Oh, Good right. segue, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll play a song. I'll base on the khaki theme. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought of pants, mm-hmm. and um, I thought of a specific guy's pants. You thought of just pants in pants general. Pants in general, yeah. and I'm going to uh, play a song about uh, a monster in one's pants. Okay, this is a song by uh, Fred Schneider of the B52s, okay. and uh, called Monster. And I think we're going to watch the video while we listen to it. Okay, cool. it's uh, it's from 1983 and was I think banned. So, you are you encouraging people to look up the I encourage the listener yeah. to uh, check this out on, on YouTube. Um, but, you know, just for their, so they know for now, I, it starts out as, like, there's a pickle. Do you have to have, like, I'm, the mature settings on your YouTube when you watch this one? Uh, oh, yeah, no, probably. not quite, but it's okay. not, yeah, it's a little suggestive. It turns into, basically, a giant dinosaur by the end. Okay. Um, Sounds pretty good already. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's just go for it. It's, uh, it's you know, 83 guy from B-52s. I'm in. Awesome.
song by yeah. Fred Schneider of the B-52s called Monster. Pretty good, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and the name was ridiculous. The, cl- uh, the claymation video. Yeah. Was that directed by Danny Elfman by any chance? It feels like it was. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like with the askew doors and just like the like integration of animation and stuff. That'd be kind of weird, actually. I mean, it may make sense, I guess, but... I don't know. Be a strange thing on his resume. Wise, like, I don't yeah. know. Because I know some, you know, other, like, film directors got a start in, in music videos. Oh, and so. when, like, music videos were kind of first starting out, that must have been, like... A lot oh, of fun sure, to yeah. be able to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, totally. Put all these ideas into something three minutes long. Oh, yeah. Like, think about like the Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer video or yeah, something. Yeah, for like, sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, some like grand, groundbreaking animation and like the opportunity to like get a budget to do it and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird the um, sort of the arc that videos have taken because I, I feel that now because there aren't really music videos on. MTV or Much Music or whatever. Yeah, it's like 16 and pregnant. All yeah, the totally, time. for but, 24 hours straight, yeah. But so it's kind of a return to form, or I don't know, people who do music videos now are putting more into them almost because the people who are watching them are seek, like, They're seeking are them like out. specifically seeking it. Yeah, 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 it's not just like sort of background for... Yeah, so I feel yeah. like music videos aren't in such a bad spot anymore. They're just not no. on television. I think they no. were for a while just in like the doldrums of just like releasing whatever. Yeah, Pop-up video. And yeah, yeah, it was, yeah <laughs> it was just nothing, none of it was actually had any substance to it because it was just it's all people watched. It was on all the time. Now, yeah, now you're right. People have to actually look up the song and the artist and all that stuff to find. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. It's almost more, it can be more creative almost now with it because yeah. you have an audience. Yeah, you don't interested. have to worry about yeah. it. Doesn't you have to know, me- you put it on Vimeo, you can put, you know, whatever. Totally. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to meet the mainstream audience. You just yeah. whatever you want. Totally. Yeah. yeah, right. It doesn't have to pass through some sensor at yeah. much music. It's just whatever you like. want to do with it. Yeah, and your fans will like it. It's cool. Yeah. So, um, how long have you? Uh, I guess how did you get into doing community writer? Because I, I, I'm sure I've seen your name before on like you've written quite a bit of stuff. Yep. Over the years too, was that kind of concurrent with the radio thing or the writing started first? Yeah. Um, I was um, actually the how I came about doing the radio was actually um, through a friend. Okay. Um, when I was at the Manitoban, I was the arts editor at the Manitoban. Yeah, I remember seeing a bunch of your stuff there. And uh, the the managing di- managing editor there, uh, Kellyus Jason, um, he was doing uh, the chart show. The UMFM had like a chart show where it was like kind of like a review of the weekly yeah. uh, stuff. And he and I, he knew I like music and stuff. And he's like, "Do you want to like co-host this show oh, cool. with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So. <coughs> I mean, that was an interesting one because obviously we weren't deciding what to play. Yeah, it was basically... Right? We were, like, given the chart each week. We would then go through it and decide, like, what tracks to play from stuff. But, you know, and we would, like, research the bands yeah. we didn't know about or things like that. So it was kind of, like, a good sort of, like, gateway to, to doing a sure, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we transitioned to doing the Tuesday Free Range, actually. Before I uh, ended up doing the Friday Free Range, he and I did the, the Tuesday Free Range. And we had a lot more liberty to kind of do what we wanted and set up interviews and, yeah. and, and play uh, a lot more. 
Um, and then we did that for a while, and then I actually went overseas to study. And so I kind of stopped, and it was when I came back that I came back to the, the station. Okay. Kelly actually does angular radio on Thursday nights. Yeah, I've heard that show. Yeah. Um, so he's still involved with the station and does his own thing, and I do my cool, own yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I got into it kind of through the back door in some sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it, I mean, I've always loved music. Uh, I really kind of came to it in terms of radio from, from writing. Like yeah. I, I uh, have written about music for, wow, like I guess two decades now. Yeah, yeah. it's a while, yeah. Yeah. You, are you still you still actively like? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't write as much now. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a dad too. Yeah, and yeah. I have three kids under five, so oh, yeah, yeah. my my energies are uh, yeah, frequently. Yeah. I have sapped. two of them, and I think I can't imagine a third. Yet, so yeah, yeah, I have a five, three, and our youngest will be one in Halloween. So oh, uh, yeah, 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 like I, I was I was talking. Well, I was talking to Anne Marie McDonald today because her book is in part about like parenthood, and I said, "Yeah, I haven't had like a really good night's sleep in like yeah, five years." For sure, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's only so much like creative energy you can do. I mean, sure. I still do the occasional piece, but I don't write nearly as much yeah. as I used to. Yeah. And I I had a blog where I was doing kind of like much more sort of like long form stuff, and then I've like really narrowed it down to like sort of. Well, the blog I do now is called Reductive Reviews. Okay, and it's I've like seen that. yeah, totally, yeah. really kind of like you know, one or two lines, yeah. maybe like a paragraph at most about like a song or an album, just because I can kind of bang that out and my brain can kind of like wrap its head around sure. it. Sure, you know, just sit and do a long, like, you know, you have four pages. Yeah, you know, because I like to think about music and, and kind of like For sure. write about it at, at length. And, I, you know, I like to do, like I've done interview features and stuff for stylists over yeah, the yeah, years yeah. and stuff. Um, the one thing I did get to do that I was kind of, it was kind of cool actually, weirdly enough, it came tonight in the mail, um, I got to write uh, sort of a defense of one of the Polaris uh, oh, cool. shortlist records. I'm on the Polaris jury. And uh, so I got asked to write the defense of Baja Balat's Tall Tall Shadow for the like Polaris yeah, yeah. guide for the gala. That's awesome. And so I just got my copy of the like the program book with, with that in it. So That's a cool and it was kind of yeah. neat to kind of get to write knowing that it was going to be at this thing. For and, sure. And part of, part of this like larger... Uh, thing and so it, it, but I really like wrestled with like you know it was it was a small word count and trying to kind of like encapsulate yeah. what I wanted to say uh, I, I was like oh man I'm struggling with this yeah uh, well and especially if you're coming from doing blogs and doing community radio and stuff where you have the word count doesn't exist you can just yeah. do whatever it, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to get used to like I, I wrote a, uh, a piece for the like, I mean I, I have a journalism background I don't do I don't do it now but I used to write a lot of reviews and stuff for music magazines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I wrote something recently, and it was uh, I had a word count. I'm looking at it, and I had this massively long interview, and I was like, "Well, like when it was written out, right?" And I'm like, "I have to cut this down to this." And they, it's just getting that used to that again. Is so cool. was it a piece like was it a Q and A or was it just like it kind was of a phone piece in- that was integrating interview? Well, it was a phone interview. Yeah, and um, it was uh, I was writing for Metro. Okay. Uh, like just freelancing. Mm-hmm. And Metro has very, very short oh, yeah, articles, yeah. right? And this was... Uh, Probably like 400 so words, something like that? 250. Oh, wow, yeah. So I had to cut down this 15-minute <laughs> interview, which I had a lot of really good content, mm-hmm. to 250. And like maybe 10 years ago, that would have been no problem because I did that every day. Right. But now it's just... It's been years since I actually did anything for print. And uh, I mean, I do like kind of corporate stuff at work, but writing actual you know article for it, it was it was weird yeah no like but trying to take like one sort of idea yeah. out of that whole thing for sure and, yeah. and then writing that i mean it worked out story. well and people have you know like a good feedback on the story and stuff and i was happy with it but it's yeah it's a hard thing to 
Yeah. Especially nope. not having a lot of time too. So I had like a, you know, this couple hours where, you know, my kids were sleeping. Yeah, exactly. I, had, I was I like had to bang banging out this out of 10 yeah. at night. Yeah, kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So no. it's different. It's very, I mean, witch police kind of started as a, uh, as a blog too. Yep. Right. I mean, it was the, I, part of it was me not having a lot of time to be in bands anymore. And it's like, I have all these old tapes and stuff. So I'm going to write about all this old music that local bands have done. My friends have done that I've done and all that. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's also very open-ended. Like who cares what the word count is on that. Right. So that was, it's very different going back into actually structured. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I certainly at a certain point could, like, if you said, like, 600 words, yeah, easy, I yeah, could, like, yeah. hit that, right? Like, sure. or within a couple words of it. For sure. When you're, when you're doing it on the regular, that just is, like, your, your brain yeah. fits it that way. But, yeah, it, like, being told to, like, hew it's to weird. a certain line weird, at a certain yeah. point when your head doesn't necessarily work that way anymore yeah. is it. Is it challenge the yeah. good thing about those is, do it, is trying to getting back into it again is now i want to start writing all kinds of stuff so it would like kind of give me the so uh not to bore everyone with talking about word counts and whatnot on the show but uh, that's about the creative process though. yeah 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 for sure yeah which i so. think if you're listening to this you're probably interested in well, we hope so yeah yeah so yeah back to uh khaki though mm. um you have another dad rock related song yeah and well and it's weird because this is actually like ties into like the manitoban and writing and stuff um i'm, I'm gonna play like one of my own dad rock yeah, tunes yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's from the deep dark woods and it was funny because I, I read a review uh, that basically dismissed this band as dad rock right okay. and I like bristled at it right I was like yeah, oh how can you call that dad rock and then it was like wait a second I like have small kids and yeah, I like you are this, dad, so it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, dad rock yeah, probably sure. right in the same way that like Wilco is now dad rock oh for sure well, those um, whereas like I don't identify it as that because I like think when i first got into it yeah like i wasn't a dad and i grew up yeah. with it and, and, and all of their audience did too and yeah. now they're all dads yeah exactly <laughs> so it's become dad rock yeah so now like being there is like this dad rock like touchstone yeah, or something for sure. um but uh i actually ended up writing like a, a response to it in the manitoban uh, i was doing like a a column of sorts called essentially a playlist and okay. it was like take a theme whether it was like topical or just something that kind of caught my fancy. And then I would like come up with 10 songs around that theme. Which is very similar to what we're doing right now. Which is very similar to right now. And uh, and then like either have like like, about like 100 words per title, but like either a history of the song, like what it was about or how it tied into the theme or like a personal anecdote that related back to it. So I wrote like a dad rock Okay, like a dad rock playlist? Yeah. Dad rock playlist. Yeah. And, and so, like, centered around the deep, dark woods and sort of, like, response to, like, oh, if you if you want to, like, treat dad rock as, like, a der- derisive yeah. term, yeah. I'm going to, like, embrace it and, like, mm. wrap myself in the flag of dad flag rock. Of dad, yeah, yeah. Awesome, the khaki flag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was going to play Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me, but... Yeah, we, guys, had, we had, we had you, Country Steve on a few weeks ago, and yeah. he, uh, the theme was Noose, and that was say, one of his picks. Yeah, and, and I was telling you guys before we, we started rolling that, um, like, I have on my iPod, if my kids are in the car, we put it on shuffle, and yeah. something comes up, and they say, oh, I really like that. Then I, like, mark it down, and then I've created, like, a playlist for them of, stuff like, all stuff doing. that they've identified. Yeah. And, and my three-year-old actually was really big into Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me, which is, like, kind of why I brought it. It's, like, that's, like, the, the I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's, a, he's an interesting three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was, uh, like, 18 months was requesting Yukon Blonde's Wind Blows by name. So it was, oh. yeah, he's, he's a very interesting kid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's why I was going to play Hang Me, Oh, Hang Me. But obviously it's been played recently. Uh, so I was going to play Birds on the Bridge, which when I uh, wrote about the, the Dad Rock playlist, I actually chose this one. I said it's 
honestly the best Neil Young song Neil Young never wrote. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. So uh, we'll give that a listen. Cool. Let's check it out.
back from some khaki dad rock on Witch Police Radio? Yeah, that yeah. was very, very Neil Youngy, as, as you mentioned. Good stuff. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, as I said, you know, like probably the best song, best Neil Young song yeah. he never wrote. Yeah, if it had a bit of harmonica, it would be even more so. That was like the yeah. only thing missing from the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not very rocky, but I mean, the rest of the yeah. Dark Woods, they, as you heard from Hang Me, you know, Hang Me, they yeah. can get a little more upbeat, and, a little yeah. more upbeat yeah. but I just, I think that's a beautiful song. And, yeah, it's uh, cool. Figure we, you know, at least give people a, a different Deep Dark Woods song for this episode. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could play the same one. There's not really a rule against it, but... I guess so. And we're also assuming people listen to every episode. True enough, yeah. right? <laughs> people, might just be, people might just be picking and choosing based That's on what I, I just uh, I based my yeah. assumption on, you know, you you followed along. I mm-hmm. would think so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't listen to podcasts necessarily like that. I usually just pick that the guests are interesting, but please listen to every episode of the show yes. <laughs> if you're listening. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, at the very least, download it every time. There you go, and then right. you can get back to it later if you're on a road trip or something. Yeah. So we should talk a little bit about um, the Pledge Drive, which is... As far as when this podcast is coming out, mid it should be midweek of this place. It's yeah. happening at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 17th to the 24th of October. So it's always actually the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's like okay. kind of the jump off. Know. Yeah. So if you're setting your calendar for 2015, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Know, look at October, see when Thanksgiving's happening, and you, you'll know when Pledge Drive happens. And this is just like the third one that's happening. This is yeah. This oh, is really? just our third one. Oh, I just assumed that it was every year. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the third point. year in a row. Like yeah. it's it's an annual thing at this point. Yeah. But we actually had held off kind of doing it for, well, obviously like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean. <clears throat> There was already a station doing a pledge drive, and we kind of you know, have always tried to here. kind of like not be complimentary and not like you know competition. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. But like financial reality is like so you know we get a, a specific amount of money per student per year, right? And that's hasn't gone up, um, and the amount that that money is in terms of like real dollars has like obviously gone down over 15 yeah, for years sure, yeah, yeah. and i guess the price of technology the price of technology continue to go up and stuff right and so we it just became financially like necessary yeah to do this um so yeah we, that's why we started uh, a couple of years ago so yeah we're into into the third one um they've been pretty successful so far you know we've like exceeded our, our targeted goals the first two years, and hopefully we're on yeah. the way to doing that currently we as, we, this, yeah, as we talk. Sure. You know, I'm, yeah. but uh, you know, it's 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 been good in terms of like numbers of uh, donors who've you know stepped up. You know, we get like small and large, and, yeah. and we're happy to get anything, I guess, anything from anyone. Yeah. Like, because it's all new, new money and necessary money to the station, um, and we've had a really good response to like the stuff that we've put out as like incentives too, yeah. like. Um, well, those, the, the CD collection. The CD, really like cool, we're yeah. in the third year of our, our CD, and it's, um, we call it Transmissions from UMFM. And so then it's just like 2012, 2013, yeah. this will be 2014. And it's all stuff recorded from our live room. Oh, all of it is this year? Because I know the other one was like half and half, right? So the first year was half and half. Yeah. It was um, one disc that was like studio stuff from like bands that had they charted at the station own, yeah, yeah. and then half live stuff. And then last year was entirely live. That's awesome. And this year is entirely That's live awesome, again. Yeah. Um, as we've kind of done more live sessions and, and just kind of like the focus was much more on like, you, you can't get this anywhere else. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. hopefully you own those other bands albums like that were For sure, yeah. from that first disc. But or if you don't, you'll hear the live stuff and want to be going. And want to go out and get it. And um, it's all local stuff too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we've had other acts come in through town and, and play in the, in the live room, but um, we don't include them on the transmission CD. Yeah. You know, we put them up on the live session page on, 
on the the website or you know broadcast them on air yeah. but this is strictly kind of keeping it local right because that's, cool, that's like yeah. our focus is the is the the community and you know we're getting some really good buzz about the toques this year the toques <laughs> yeah they look fantastic yeah for sure yeah so and yeah pledging some money i mean it feels like you're part of the club or something because i think for something you, you like umfm or ckw the people who listen really appreciate that it's there as an option. You know, they don't want to listen. And there's no commercials and there's, you know, none of the stuff that they're going to get into, none of the interruptions that they're going to... Yeah, yeah the, 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 like you said before, the, the four songs in a row thing is not... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like, our, our, our focus is not on, like, selling commercials and then, like, yeah. getting ears to listen to those commercials by playing music, right? Like, yeah. that's that's not the crux Yeah, the music drives it rather than the advertising driving the music, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, like, a distinct difference in terms of how we approach things. And, I mean, obviously for this one week we're, you know, getting in your face about, like, yeah. donating. Uh, but that's so that, you know, the other 51 year, weeks of the year you get kind of, like... For sure. ...what you're used to in terms of the, the, like, programming and, I mean, the diversity of programming, too. Like, I mean, if you're kind of a well-rounded person there's chances are you don't like just one type of music or if you do like one type of music you can get to go deep on it yeah, right like sure. you know yeah. we've got multiple hip-hop shows right yeah. so you, you depending you, what kind you, of hip-hop you're into you can pick yeah, yeah yeah exactly and and so there's there's opportunities that uh, you get there that you just yeah. wouldn't you know hearing like the same Wiz Khalifa track like four times over for sure yeah throughout the, the day yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah so um yeah the pledge drive uh umfm.com slash info slash pledge for, uh, to make a donation. We'll throw a link up on which place too, so people can find it. Uh, just in general, anyway, we'll, we'll on this episode. Yeah, and you can everybody. pledge, like, I mean, if you're hearing this afterwards, you can still pledge uh, online. Yeah. Uh, we do offer tax receipts, and if you pledge, like, at any time, we can offer tax receipts. The merch, uh, if we're out of it, we're, right, yeah, we're out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I can't make any guarantees, obviously, if this is happening and you're hearing this after the pledge drive runs. Two years later or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, obviously two. at any point we are, are happy for your donation. And, and and if you do want a tax receipt and you're you're hearing this in Canada, you we can issue you a tax cool. receipt. Um, but, yeah, like, we, uh, this is something, like, really necessary for the station. Uh, I, like, I'm not a salesman. Yeah. Uh, I used to work in retail but in a, in a CD store and which sells itself basically yeah really like I'm yeah. just helping people find things or like oh you like that you, you might, might like this, this. Yeah. Yeah. it was never like the like upsell or yeah. like convincing someone who like you need this want something album you have to yeah. have this yeah. album right so even I have like difficulty knowing just how important this pledge drive is yeah, yeah. like actually going on air and, and like sort of shilling for it um, but ultimately it's because I really enjoy all the stuff we do throughout yeah. the year that I just know I have to kind of make, make the, uh, the pledge. Show. Yeah. Do you think that, um, I was thinking about this earlier today that, I mean, nowadays it's not, it's very common for people doing anything creative to kind of do this model where they ask for money uh, to support what they're doing. I mean, you know, Kickstarter, Kickstarter Indiegogo, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Tons of bands do it when they're putting on an album or, or I mean, people with books, people with movies, anything. Yeah. So it almost seems like this is a good time to be doing the, right. the pledge drive. Because yeah, no, totally. Like, I, um, it, there is much more of like that sort of like grassroots or like interaction. Yeah. Like the, it's, it, it's still a transaction, but like it seems to have like more meaning. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you're helping fund a record, right? And then it's like, oh, you'll get the download of the record yeah. when it's finished, kind of thing. And you're you're kind of buying in because it's like, oh, I like your past stuff. 
Yeah, I want to help keep, you get the doing it. Yeah, yeah. so I'm 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 eager to hear this next thing, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna pony up and 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 sure. contribute to the the creation of that. Like I I really like that. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool model. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it seems to be working, right? I mean, you look at like you know that Veronica Mars movie, right? And how much money made. did that yeah. get? Uh, like people were desperate to see some more Veronica Mars, yeah. so they ponied up for it and and got to see it. And I mean. This obviously is a much different yeah. beast, but uh, same, same based on the same other. principle, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, if if you like this and and want to continue to get it, yeah, then then we need your help, right? For sure. And I mean, we are as a station. I mean, we're pretty interactive. You know, like uh, we do contests and stuff on our yeah. Facebook and Twitter, and like actually communicate back and forth with yeah. people and, and a lot of our programmers do right like I mean I know like I've seen some of our programmers actually like you know shout out to like their individual donors on yeah, Facebook yeah. and Super just be cool. like yeah. Yeah. they obviously like interact with them and I know um, John Einerson who uh, does uh, My Generation on Saturday mornings there's like a Facebook group called Manitoba Music Museum I've seen that and group, it's just yeah. like the thread for that yeah. like whenever he's on air on the morning and he's like back and forthing with the people talking about like the history well of that the, guy has tons of background in the music scene all those books he's written and stuff yeah like yeah that. and so like you know the, he's he's telling them about like the background behind like a track he's playing and stuff like that and I, I don't really think you get that no no at other stations right no. like uh, at the sort of the the format the just stations, work for right? it like it just, it's not it, yeah. possible yeah and you know if you can think of it, you can do it in most yeah. senses with the with our station. For sure. The reason I think the reason that I, I, I first started I mean, I always liked the idea. I remember when, when UFM actually came on the, the air in what ninety eight is ninety eight, yeah. yeah. And that was exciting and I remember CQW the same thing when that happened, that was exciting as well. Mm-hmm. And um but when I was I think what kind of clicked that this is awesome rather than just all oh, this is different music was when I was in a band in like 98, 99 or whatever, there was a ska show. I was in a ska band and there was a ska show on like at some weird hour and uh, the guy invited us on. We were teenagers and it was like, we're on, we're on the radio. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. And then we would just like, he interviewed us and like, when would that, there's no way that ever would have happened. That band would have never been interviewed by anyone ever. And like our old band, you know, the Mouthboat, we got interviewed on CKW uh, all the time. Like my other band, uh, Dynamo, played live on UMFM like it just there's so many things that I mean none of the projects I've been in have any kind of commercial value whatsoever right, right. and it's like there's if these hadn't existed there would be no opportunity for us to even promote any of that music this way so it's kind of like every time you go on it's like wow someone actually cares about this weird little art that I made yeah. and you know like if we'd gone into a 92 city of him and set off a fog machine in the studio in the studio they would have kicked us out yeah exactly right but CKW was like yeah go ahead you yes. know like yeah yeah no uh, yeah, like we've got a show on Fridays called The Scene, and it plays nothing but Winnipeg music, right? Yeah. Like, I, I actually listened to that the other day. I don't I think it, there's know. like a station in this city that was commercial that would like even attempt that. For right? an hour, like they would yeah, just they yeah. wouldn't do like an hour of Winnipeg. No, they do like ten minutes. Or the one here's one song by a local band. Uh, yeah, sponsored by whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, it'd be like the that little drummer boy video, just because it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. you know kind yeah. of a internet meme. Yeah. And and other than that, yeah, like you know, you just you just wouldn't get that. And or some I mean, band that won a contest or something. Like these guys are doing that every week for an hour, and then there's so many other shows playing yeah. Winnipeg. Like you know, they're not necessarily Winnipeg centric, but I mean, you look at our chart and CKUW's chart on any like weekly yeah. basis, and I mean, the amount of local bands like on there is a third of yeah. it is local bands, and it's cool that they're, they're very different charts too. Even though there are local bands on it, you, like the number one could be different from one to the other, and it's like yeah, two complete. It's really cool. So. But yeah. uh, we should get back to the khaki thing. Yeah, yeah, no, um, no. Two more to go. Yeah. Should I, do you want to close it out? 
No, but okay. I can if you want. No, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, this, the next song I want to play is something that else that came directly to me when I thought of the theme. And uh, it's another reggae song, which is unsurprising, I guess. I mean, I went through like a period on the show of a couple months where I didn't play any reggae, and now it's like, okay, I got to... Back to back to this. I mean, that's just like the, like, the largest chunk of my record collection, so it, it makes sense that I'm going to play it. But this song is called Khaki Suit, which um, is funny because Khaki Suit and Ting. But I think it's probably a reference to that. It's not a sample of that song or anything, but um, this is a song by uh, Damien Marley uh, featuring uh, Bounty Killer and Ikemos. Mm. And um, it's on the album Halfway Tree, which came out, had the misfortune of coming out on September 11th, 2001. Oh. And uh, so... It's it one was, of those uh, records. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was... An, it's a, I, I still think it's his best record. I mean, he's had huge hits. Like, I mean, Welcome to Jamrock, that album was massive and stuff. And I think Halfway Tree is actually a better album. It, it did win the reggae Grammy, but that means nothing because if your name is Marley, you're basically a shoo-in every year, even if the album sucks. It's like, like, called, like, the Marley category, I think? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, like, uh, there's lots of problems. Best with recording it, by a Marley this year? Pretty much. Really. There's lots of problems with that category. But anyway, um, it's a really, really good album. And uh, I really think it's a bit overlooked because he didn't have any kind of real... It was on Motown, which is weird. Mm. Like it's and it's just uh, anyway. So the song "Khaki Suit" is um, like r- right now. I'm a at this point in my life, I'm a huge Ikemos fan. I could listen to Ikemos for like you know on repeat for hours and hours and hours, and I would never get bored. But at the time when this came out in 2001, I knew of Ikemos. And uh, do you guys know Ikemos? So you yeah yeah. I knew I knew the name, and I'd probably heard a couple songs, but I never really the one thing I owned that he was on was this compilation on Ross Records, which was a label out of New York in the like late 80s, early 90s. And for some reason, they don't exist anymore, thankfully, but uh, for some reason they had um, all these amazing artists signed to their label. But I guess it was like all these amazing artists past their prime, and they put out really, really synthesized sounding stuff, which I guess was the time period and everything. And it was just horrible. Like Everyone in their lineup, you, you see it, you'd be like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then the albums are awful. So I had this compilation, this double disc compilation that I got in the States and uh, Ikemos was on it and I remember th- here I had read so much about Ikemos, I'd heard so much, I was really wanting to check it out, listen to this track and it was like late period kind of synth heavy Ikemos, I didn't like it. So so that was what you took away from That was like what I took away, so I'm like, I'm not going to dig into any more Ikemos stuff yeah. because like, it, it, this is annoying, that song was lame. So when this came out, you know, I had that kind of in the back of my head, oh Ikemos, whatever this is going to be, you know, and then like this kind of, his feature on this on this song kind of completely turned me around to the point now where I could listen to Ikemos forever and I would never, ever be unsatisfied. You <laughs> know, like, yeah. it really kind of twigged something as like, holy shit, Ikemos is phenomenal. And um, everything about this is phenomenal. I mean, I think people who listen to the song who have heard some of the music that I've done will understand that, like, there's a certain vocal effect that I really like and I <laughs> use excessively <laughs> to make music that appears on here. And uh, it's just a really awesome song. And... Uh, yeah, I think it could have been maybe a maybe a hit from this album if this album had hits, but it, because of the timing of it, it just like disappeared off the mm-hmm. radar. So this is Khaki Suit by Damien Jr. Garg Marley with Bounty Killer and Ikemos. And this is none other than the mighty Bounty Killer along with Junior Gang. Yeah! Yes, Malayan, I'm in Junior Gang, you know. Now you need DJ Watch out. Yo, Malayan. Watch it now. Them! 
All I mean, them do not gang me, say, look, come in at it all. Who no know me from them, see me, me a living top on. Yeah. I said, clap your boot and cock your suit, you think me go a color. Yeah. Well, I pity them, no know, said every dreadlocks is a star. Never keep me the lyrics, they never keep them the attack. Me get a hit, you have a pity, creepy, spit a fireball. City 15, I'm a ripper, me a squeeze it till it's gone. Every hit, till you go beat it, drip till no, no, live at all. Go to flip it, till it, flip it, mine, no, we matter. No pity like your semiti, some went time when we a war. And they better know a vehicle, and they better mark with car and keep a distance to us. Come on, we pull up, yes, I start. You go run for the uptown man, them but we and them apart. And you run for the ghetto man, them but we and them apart. And you run for the country man, them but we and them apart. We have all some guns that strip where we love, we got our cigar. Watch your dread. Flash it up, flash it up, jail locks up. And politicians are drive them car, tell them no stick, come over here. When them go drunk on the ends, your ugly ears, say why they clear. Man a clap it in a town, a man a clap it in a square. And all leave a skull a war, and then all leave a flesh at you. Wait, some man a run on grammy, feed the gun, and feed the ear. And when the poor people laugh, they leave it in a fear. Wash out them on them back, and them that not no more fear. Wait. And man one desert, I don't know, still cannot afford a pill. Cannot find a boss, I live in my rise and that a ear. And the bull a price a rise, and it not dearer than the pill. And also make it feel no stay. It's a government no care Cause the money them a share a crate a Guinness crate a beer Cannot pay a little picnic school fee come to NIU Tell the youth them say get them education and prepare Just a fuck right now go get no man no more than them can do Catch a fire eat a bunch of television then beware Flash it up, flash it up, flash it up, jailax up Flash it up, flash it up, flash it up Wild on and junior gang, will you you that's junior bang? Office in the number one, you can assume that is the plan. Pity golden bullion, come on and gang bullion. Like Stephen and Julian, Rasta them no coolie man. Babylon them truly wrong, but them want to fool him man. But them want to give you jobs, and them want them truly man. I and I and no fool, come inside the school him man. Know them to try to cool it down. Them say bounty is the beast in the eye of the viola. Comparing to Hitler and Ayatollah. Say them a high roller, them a baby in a stroller. Say that they're cold, but you ya gang cold cross hang it No mercy No mercy Memo ma memo ma memo ma memo ma Better 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 go hoin Chano say she grow me without a papa Better 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 go hoin Me only have one big sister and them kill me brother them say that to my five black power. Hey, they man they boy them Bobby Bower. Hey, they boy that him come from Olaba. Bend to the men, bend to the men, bend to the men, bend them up with them. Yeah, it was uh, Khaki Suit by uh, Damian Marley and Bounty Killer and Ikemos. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Damian Marley. I think that of the of the Marley children, he's definitely the the best one. I mean, a lot of them kind of, uh, and he did too on his first album. But a lot of them kind of have go the route of like kind of imitating their dad's sound. And like, I mean, Ziggy, you know, like he's the most famous one of all of them. I guess uh, obviously because he's been doing it since he was a kid. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's 
I interviewed him recently, and he still plays a bunch of his dad's stuff in his set. Like, it's kind of an essential part of... Yeah, I mean, he has to, right? He has to, yeah. There's yeah. people who are going there who have never heard his own stuff. Right. Which is very different, actually. Now he plays kind of almost like... He almost is like a Jamaican version of Jack Johnson. Like, it's really laid back, kind of acoustic stuff and, and bluesy and everything. But, I mean, people are there to hear No Limit or Cry. Which yeah. is... But it's got to be weird. Like, so I kind of like how Junior Gong, like Damian Marley, is completely... Like, he's doing dance hall. He's totally switched over from... And I feel like he is the most... Um, it almost seems like he's the most authentic to kind of the... Uh, the spirit the, of it. The spirit thing. of it, yeah. Because, I mean, he's not... He, it's very... Uh, I mean, the, the stuff is very politicized. It's very... Like, the, the lyrical content and stuff is very... Not necessarily in that song, but it's more kind of in line with his dad's stuff. Whereas the other ones, while some of them have good songs, it almost seems like, okay, now we have to do a song about this because this is fits in with kind of the, the vibe on this one of my dad's albums. Where, you, know, I, you know, I don't know if they're doing that, but it definitely seems like there's a few sort of, like, formula that they follow to... But I mean, he's all obviously doing something very more paint by numbers for them. And for them, and this kinda, is yeah, like, he's kind of doing his own thing, and it's, yeah. it's cool. Like I, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely like it. I mean, Bounty Killer is awesome. Uh, Ecomos is the best. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, Khaki Suit. The song's called. I, I honestly don't know why it's called Khaki Suit. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's <laughs> it no real. Uh, it didn't seem to come up in the lyrics. No, I, I almost wonder if it's because Uptown Top Ranking is such a like an iconic thing i almost wonder if there it's a reference to that i mean uptown top ranking a lot of the a lot of the lyrics are about kind of just like uh like see me see me see me in my suit and thing you know yeah. see, see me in like uh it's like kind of like being stylish and and all that so this i'm wondering if this is maybe the title of the song is a reference to because there's a lot of lyrics about how, how awesome they are and stuff you know <laughs> in, yeah. in that song so i wonder if it's like a reference to yeah to, to the just in the title it's kind of throwback to people who recognize the which is probably most of his audience so. right Cool. Yeah. I like the idea. If you're gonna wear khakis, go all out. Wear the full. Why suit. not wear a yeah. khaki suit? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I I actually don't think it means like suit as in like three piece. You know. Yeah. I think it means like uniform. You know. Yeah. Like army fatigues or something. But yeah, could could be that. Khaki double breasted suit. Yeah, that'd be know. awesome. Someone should do that. Wear that with a mesh merino. Would be amazing. <laughs> Um, let's throw out some plugs again. Michael, do you want to mention your uh, when your shows are? Uh, I think it's free range is Friday six thirty to eight. Uh, turning pages is uh, Wednesday mornings, ten thirty. Um, I also program like an overnight show. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, called Expansive Prairie Skies on, on Thursday. It runs like one to three a.m. And I don't talk at all. It's just music, and it gives me a chance to play like jazz and contemporary classical and mm. weirdo music and stuff. Uh, all of them are available as podcasts, cool. so you know you don't have to be yeah, yeah. in your car or around a radio to hear any of them um i'm pretty good about putting my podcast up pretty pretty quickly after after the show actually airs on air so um when well, a lot of umfm shows are, are yeah yeah tons of our shows which is really cool podcast um yeah so you, you can see like the little rss feed on any yeah. of the shows on the grid and you know those ones podcasts or if there's there's like just a direct link on umfm that's like slash podcasts and you can find like kind of the most recent ones sort of like from most recent to oldest yeah there um yeah umfm and then uh since it's pledgerama umfm.com slash info slash pledge or slash donate rather uh for, for pledging uh 204-474-6610 is the pledge line if you yeah. happen to hear this before the 24th of october yeah. uh, it'll actually end on my show oh, cool. on uh, on the, the Friday evening. It actually starts on my show on the one Friday and ends on my show on the, on the next Friday. Uh, and then we're going to have like a wrap-up at the Purple Room on the Saturday. So. Oh, right on. 
cool. Well, if people want to hear our show, they can, uh, you know, again, hear it on, e- on UMFM on Monday nights at 11. Um, but they can also download it from wishpolice.com. Uh, there's a podcast link. You click on that. You can get all of the 90-whatever previous episodes free download and streaming. Uh, you can hear us on Stitcher. Um, you can uh, also find us on Facebook slash Witch Police Radio, Twitter at Witch Police FM. Uh, we're on SoundCloud where we're just kind of taking clips, interesting stories and things from some of the episodes and posting them there as like a little snack bite sample thing. Mm. Uh, we're on we got YouTube videos of a lot of the live performances. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, and if you're listening to this during the pledge week, uh, we, we try, we're trying to come up with a good incentive for people to pledge to our show. And so what we're going to be doing, uh, it may have already been done and gone by the time you hear this but uh we've had a lot of live performances on the show over the years so we're gonna be putting a few of them on like limited editions of one cassettes oh so they'll be like you know 10 minute tapes and there'll be one song on each side of people who performed on the show in the past That's and awesome. a lot of those you can download from the, the the website uh but a lot of them you can't we just never i didn't get around to putting the mp3s up yet so i mean aside from hearing them in the shows itself this will be like the first time you can uh i'm gonna make little covers for them and stuff too so right on so yeah, it'll be it's good. But we uh, we we're not done with the khaki theme yet. Well, no, I'm gonna close out with another song about pants. <laughs> 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 Which had that been the theme? I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, it wasn't far off. Yeah. But pants is. We pretty all kind of went with the same. Yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously you had khaki suits. Yeah. Not just limited to pants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna close out with a song called "I Can't Dance." I got ants in my pants, and uh, I found a lot of different people who have done versions of this. This is by uh, Willie Lewis. <laughs> Who's Willie Lewis? I don't know. This is from 1935. This awesome. is like a blues artist, or uh, it's more um, it's not bluesy. It's kind of uppity. Like oh, like a yeah, kind of rag swing, time. or yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, there are quite a few different versions of this uh, song. Here's one of them. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>
you bring the duck. You bring the duck. I broke your seat. I broke your seat. Get a wang wang doodle. Wang wang doodle. The button's flat. The button's flat.